Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 3 of the Mess Hall Podcast. I had a great interview with comedian Zoltan this week. I'm not going to try to say his last name again because I butchered it so bad on the podcast. You'll have to listen to yourself. But stay tuned and enjoy. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Today I have Zoltan Kant- Cassis. Yeah, Zoltan Cassis. That's all right. I'm yeah, used to that. That's what they, uh, when I first uh, moved to the U.S. Uh, in kindergarten, they used to do announcements and they would announce people's birthdays on the intercom during morning announcements and that's what they called me, Zoltan Kansas. Oh, okay. And I've been called that a million times because all you have to do is add, take out the Z, throw in an N, Kansas. Yeah. So, so it's right there. Yeah, I even asked you, and I got it wrong. Yeah, I know. You asked me right before you hit record, and I'm like, Kansas. And he goes, perfect. All right, I'm here with Zoltan Kansas. Can- well, fuck it. That's perfect. Yeah, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming by to the hotel room. No problem. I'm looking forward to it. Love talking about food. Yeah. Love talking to anybody about food. So um, what are your go-to foods on the road? What are you eating? See, all right, so there's two versions of me. There was the version, I'm down 30 pounds, uh, and I, I gained a bunch of weight because a couple of years ago I booked a bunch of colleges, and I was, it, it wasn't like a comedy club. Like here, I'm at the Comedy Cave from Tuesday through Sunday. This was like every day I would be in a different city at least three, four, sometimes five hours away. So like every day... I couldn't go find something healthy to eat. So back then, every morning, I'd have breakfast at, like, a McDonald's. I'd have lunch at a gas station. And I would have dinner at the school. Like, the school would take me to Chili's or Applebee's or something. And I would eat that. And then I I packed on the weight. And then, uh, so now, I try to eat healthier. Like, um, I try to find something without... I like food, but something without bread and a lot of protein and greens. So when I travel, like at the airport, uh, there's a place in Seattle. Like when I fly to Seattle, they have a delicious couscous salad, which I don't... Are you into couscous salads? I do. I do like it. It's very good. I don't know why it isn't more popular. Dried fruit in there. I love it. It's amazing. And the little couscous... And it's it's filling. It's delicious. It's healthy. Yeah. I don't... I have no idea why it's not more popular. Because not every airport has it. you got to dig. And like there's a place every time I land in Seattle, I go to Dish Delish. And I go, I'm going to grab a couscous salad and then take it on with me. And um, so, yeah, now it's more healthy. I try to be more healthy. Although yesterday I had a hot dog at Max, which is like your guys' 7-Eleven. Yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, so this trip I have not been eating well. I have not gotten the great cuisine of Calgary. But usually I find great places to eat. And uh, I'm big into fish and chicken a good steak we were talking about a burger place that we might check out um so on the road it gets a little wild but i try to keep it healthy and at home i keep it real strict on the diet with there's no bread or dairy or cheese at my house and even though i love all those things and uh so what i eat at home is all protein on spinach or arugula I love arugula. Yeah, I love the mix of spinach and arugula. Yeah. They go together so well. Yeah, I, I've been putting 
arugula at the bottom of my bowl or plate. Yeah. I'm putting everything on top of that, so it's... Isn't that delicious? So everything's a salad almost. Yeah, in a way it is. Like, Because I was telling my friends about it, and they're like, are you getting filled up? And I go, yeah, you just have to put in a lot of greens. Yes. And eventually that fills you up, and then like I'll make scrambled eggs in the morning, and I'll throw it over a bed of spinach and arugula with some avocado, a little bit of sriracha. Yeah. You kill it. You're set. Yeah. And I'm- if I want to cheat, I'll get some nice little tacos, make a little street taco, egg tacos out of the thing. Yeah. yeah. So... Soft or hard shell taco? Soft. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a hard shell. That's like Tex-Mex stuff. That's not really my bag. Uh, but I t- like I told you before we started recording, I've never turned down food. Yeah. I'm not allergic to anything. I like everything. Um, but yeah, soft. Soft, fresh, white corn tortillas. Delicious. I agree. I, yeah. Fresh? Is yeah. Amazing. Oh. All right. So when I first... So my background, born in Budapest moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then we moved to San Diego, and we had a roommate in San Diego, this lady that my mom knew through somebody else, whatever, Mexican lady, and the first time I had fresh tortillas was our first night in San Diego. She made us, she handmade tortillas and made us quesadillas, and before then, the only Mexican food I had was Taco Bell. Yes. Because I was living in Pittsburgh, and you're not going to get authentic Mexican food in Pittsburgh, although maybe now you can, and... I still have yet, I love Mexican food, but I still remember how that first quesadilla tasted with the fresh, I must have eaten, I must have ate 10 of them. Like she made them small, they were delicious, and every time my go-to food, my comfort, you know, kind of drunken night food is always Mexican food, but especially something like a quesadilla or something simple like a bean and cheese burrito because it gets the consistency and the flavor that reminds me when I was in third grade and we came to San Diego and I got to eat those fresh for the first time. Yes, I love that. Almost any food made by a grandmother. And yeah. That, and that's, people ask me what I like to eat. And I guess that's what I like to eat is anything, what you just described, anything that's made by like that traditional grandmother right. that has taken the time and learned it and perfected it over years is right. just... My, so good. My favorite dish, my first favorite dish when I was a kid, because I was in Hungary from birth to the age of four, and we lived, I lived with my mom and my grandmother there, and my grandmother made a delicious spinach soup. I don't know how she made it. It was more, it was like a thicker soup, but it was all green and it had a bunch of spinach in there. I don't know if it was pureed. I don't really quite remember the consistency. I remember the consistency, but I don't remember how it was made. But I just remember loving it. And every time I told people, like, oh, do you make a good spinach soup? And they're like, that sounds disgusting. I'm like, you are wrong. My grandma made it great. And then when we moved, my mom tried to make it. And she made it really well, but it wasn't quite like grandma. Yeah. And it's... I bet your mom will make it great for your kids when she... Oh, yeah. Your grandma. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I got to get her to make it. It's, it's something... There's, like, spinach. I'm sure there's heavy cream in there because it was thick. Yeah. It was a thicky, you know, kind of soup. Um, but, yeah. What your grandma make? Um, my grandmother made almost what I'm going to describe as small town Canada food almost in Nova Scotia. Which is what? Like, it's a mixed match of almost anything. Like, you've got your spaghetti and meat sauce or spaghetti and meatballs, stuff like that. Um, fresh seafood. I remember, like, my family, my mom's side is all cooks. Oh, wow. Like, there's a lot of cooking going on, so I remember potlucks and... There would be a lot of seafood dishes, and scallop potatoes were a big one. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and 
I don't remember anything really bad. And no, yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny when you yeah. remember that and you're like, I don't remember hating any of it, but yeah. I ate all of it. Yeah. A lot of baked goods. Okay. Um, they were, my grandmother and aunt used to own a bakery, and I remember going down there and getting like Nine Elmo squares and Rocky Road squares and stuff like that, and it was just amazing. And I'm sure anybody can cook it, but right. the grandmother cooking it. Yeah. It adds the uh, authenticity to the flavor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All the age and experience and all the mistakes they've made in life, it all comes out in the cooking yeah. and it's good. The, I, that's one thing I'm really ignorant to is uh, Canadian cuisine. Yeah. But all I know is poutine. Yeah. Well, and, think, and that's uh, other than that, I don't know. I think it's a lot like American cuisine almost. It's just yeah. It's a melting pot of, of different flavors. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we talk about poutine a lot in Canada. Right. You can get good poutine anywhere and, like, a lot of different toppings on it now, and right. But is it supposed yeah. to be served with brown gravy or white gravy? Brown gravy. It's supposed to be served with brown gravy. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've ever had it with white gravy, and I think white gravy is more of an American thing. Yeah. All right, because I've had it with white gravy somewhere in California. Okay. And then in Vancouver, I remember eating it with brown gravy, and then they started serving it in San Diego at the we have a minor league hockey team, the Gulls, yeah. and they serve it at the arena. And I had it there, and it just, I think the gravy was wrong. I mean, it was brown, but it wasn't, like, the taste was off. Yeah. It wasn't what I had in Vancouver. Yeah. And so. Yeah, and I think the white gravy, I didn't have it until I went down to the States. I was in Montana. Yeah, we love our and, white gravy. Yeah, it was <laughs> It was a little bit different. I was, yeah. my wife and I, both cooks, we met in cooking school, so we're trying to decide for what's in this gravy? Why is it white? Why is it yeah. called gravy? It's almost like a white sauce. And right. So where I grew up, gravy was always brown. And right. And it goes on mashed potatoes or poutine, yes. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, white gravy came from, I, I might be wrong, but where you see it a lot is in the South because they'll eat uh, uh, biscuits and gravy for breakfast, yeah. and that's white gravy. Yeah. That can, Traditionally, that comes with white gravy and not, yeah. not a... And I've had it a couple times. Um Especially biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Um, every time I seem to go down to the States and stay in a hotel, that's one of the breakfasts. They I always have. have that. And, yeah. yeah, if you go to a hotel and they have free breakfast, always biscuits and gravy. And you know yeah. what's weird? Usually people don't eat that outside of hotels. <laughs> like, if you were visiting from another country like you were down there, uh, which I know that's kind of like, well, yeah, another country. It's not like yeah. that foreign. But... You would think, man, Americans really like their biscuits and gravy. There yes. is like a small percentage of our society that really eats biscuits and gravy, but it's at every Motel 6 free breakfast. Yes. It's, it's insane. And I think breakfast is always biscuits and gravy in the States because that's what right. I always see. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I told you I like all foods, and I do. Biscuits and gravy is on my list of like things that just really don't do anything for me. Oh, yeah? It's one of those plates for me that looks delicious yeah. and then you dig into it and you're like it looks better than it tastes and, and there's not that much to it and i feel the same way because if i'm staying in a hotel more than one night so say yeah. two three four nights and i'll get to biscuits and gravy the first night because i forget what it was like maybe not forget but i'm thinking right. differently and i have yeah. that first or you day. look at it and you're like that's yeah. appetizing that and looks good after that i was i'm usually Less hesitant or more hesitant. (laughs) I don't want it because it's so filling, and even though I'm a big guy, it still weighs me down. And just it's filling. You don't want to do anything after you eat it. You want to go take a nap. You don't want to start your day. Yeah, you're ready to tap out. And 
Oh, I wanted to ask you this. Because uh, I've had breakfast at this hotel now for two days. And is it a Canadian tradition to always put cheese on your scrambled eggs? Uh, or is that common? Is that a, a thing? You know, where I've worked in the past and yeah. where I work now, we put... It's not every day, but we right. do definitely do cheese on scrambled eggs. I yeah. thought that was a common thing. No, no, it's... Uh, Cheese on scrambled eggs yeah. is common. I just, uh, for me, it was always like you add it later. Oh, no. Like, so in a buffet setting, it's served plain, and then they have all this other stuff if you want to turn it almost omelette by putting cheese and a bunch of other you know, stuff. Every in. hotel I've ever worked in, we put it on first, so. Interesting. In, so. All right. Yeah. Because yeah. me, I was trying to go without cheese, like I was saying before, yeah. and then two days in a row, they got the scrambled eggs, and I'm like... I guess the cheese comes with it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> They're just not going to serve no it without cheese. Yeah. So I'll get my dairy fix uh, this week. But, um, but, yeah, that's something interesting because back in the States, eat at a hotel, free breakfast. It's usually – now, I will say this. It's usually crappy eggs, like the, the powder yes. eggs, like the out of the yeah. – you know, those fake eggs. And here, the eggs are real, I can tell, um, but cheese on them. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, it's I a think, give and take. I think – cheese covers a lot of the flavor because it still seems like real eggs but it's like the carton of eggs so they don't right. come out as fluffy as like real right. beaten eggs oh the best scrambled eggs I had were in Paris oh, yeah. which I know a lot of great food comes from Paris and France in general blah 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 but they made their scrambled eggs the fluffiest I had ever I don't know how they make them that way what are they doing? Are they adding cream? What, it's the lightest, fluffiest, most delicious scrambled eggs. When I do scrambled eggs at home, I, I'll add some milk or cream. Right, right. I have it, beat it all up, and then when I'm cooking it, I add a little splash of water so it sort of steams and makes the eggs a little bit fluffier. Interesting. i got to start doing that. So while it's, while it's in the pan, you just yeah. put a little bit of water. Yeah, so when they're a little bit more than halfway cooked, yeah. add just a little bit of water so that steam... I didn't know that. I got to give that a shot. Maybe it's what they were doing there. Maybe it's not, but it's worth a shot. Yeah, it was the best eggs I've ever had. I mean, it was a nicer hotel, but it was one of the complimentary breakfasts that they served. But every place we ate at in Paris, absolutely delicious. Yeah, so um, do you have any guilty pleasures in food? Like, I know you talked about tacos and drunk food a little bit. Yeah, guilty pleasure. I love pizza. Yeah. I love a good pizza. And... And this might offend you, but one of my favorite pizzas is actually Domino's. Okay. That doesn't offend me. Okay. Well, some people are very, you know, what? And then they'll start listing off their favorite pizzas and, you know, it's not going to be a chain. But Domino's makes a pan pizza. Yeah. uh, Which, have you had? No, I haven't had it. It's it's bready, but it's really good bread. It's not dry or shitty. This is fluffy, so good. I could eat the whole box, and that's my guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah I, I like a thicker crust on Yeah, pizza. thicker crust. So when I go to Chicago, I'll go get a deep dish pizza. Yes. And I, I some people don't like deep dish. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I like the cakey, bready crust. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, and I agree. I love that thick crust. And when I was in Chicago, I felt that it, I went to one place, and it was a traditional thick crust pizza, and it was... Almost like a cornmeal on the outside. Yeah. Gave you that extra crunch. Yeah. It was just so delicious. I was so into that. The the club I work in Chicago is the Comedy Bar, and they're above Gino's East. And Gino's is uh, uh, one of the traditional like places in Chicago where people yeah. are like, that's where they make good deep dish. So every night, 
I'm only there three nights. It's not like here where I'm here for six. But I was every night I had one of their deep dishes to myself okay. for dinner, and it was so filling that that was pretty much all I ate. Because I would stay out really late, yeah. and then I'd get back to my hotel at like five in the morning, and I'd sleep until you know two, two or three, and then I'd wake up and I'd maybe have a protein bar or something. And then I'd have to go to the show again, and then I'd have another pizza. So these deep dishes, <laughs> it was like all I was eating, but it's so delicious and so big and yes. filling. Totally sustain you for a day. That's what I love about, because I'm Eastern European, and uh, I know, you know pizza's Italian, whatever, but like foods that can fill you up for a day, yeah, that heartiness to it, yeah. I really, I really enjoy. Like oatmeal in the morning? Oatmeal in the morning I'm a fan of. I was in Edinburgh, Scotland last summer doing the Fringe Festival, and a nice couple over there, uh, they're like, we want to make you a traditional Scottish breakfast. So they had me over to their house, and they had the blood pudding, the sausage, uh, this weird toast thing. I'm forgetting the name of it, but I loved all of it. It was so hearty and delicious, and I felt like a champion. Was that like round, puckish, black sausage? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Black sausage. So- I want to say there was three different kinds of sausage, yeah. and, and then blood pudding. And then there was these weird cornered off bread things. That, I think they called them biscuits, but they weren't like biscuits like Americans are used to, where they're thick. Like they're not the kind that they use for biscuits and gravy. These are very thin, almost pancakey like biscuits. Okay. They almost tasted like potato pancakes. Nice. Um, and it was all so good. I loved all of it. I'm I'm not scared to try different foods. Like I love that in. In Paris, I had foie gras. How do you say that? Yeah, foie gras. Yeah, it's a tough word to say. And I'd never had that before. And I, the first bite I took, I was like, this is gross. But then I put yeah. the jelly that you're supposed to yeah. put on it. Changed the game. Now I loved all of it, and I crushed the whole thing. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about it. I can take it or leave it almost. So. Yeah. yeah. But with the jelly, yeah. that little jelly they put on there, it completely takes anything bad on its own. Yeah. All the bad flavors takes that away, and now it's a magical delicious meal with a little glass of red wine oh we're in heaven buddy I love I'll try almost anything just like you yes I find myself very adventurous with food some people just don't get it and I love people that are like my wife she is as well she'll try just about anything yeah yeah um, I only have one limitation I I don't do I won't try chicken feet I just find them weird I've never how how do you eat chicken feet I think you just suck the marrow out of it or something that's disgusting yeah but anything else I'll try. Like um, The only reason I might be open to it, the chicken feet, because you said marrow, and I have had... Have you had oxtail soup? Yes. It's kind of the same idea, yeah. right? You eat the marrow out of the bone and yeah. you suck it out, and I thought that was delicious. It is. Because really I think it's just like the image of the feet. And maybe that's what's <laughs> holding me back. Yeah. yeah. You know, go. we went to the grocery store one day and we saw chickens, and they were a real good price, and my wife and I were like, okay, let's get a whole roast chicken. But it had the whole head and neck still on it, so we're like, can't do that. Yeah. yeah. But, like, no problem getting a chicken without the head on it. Right. I'm, I'm, and I don't, I think that's more common place yeah. today. Like, I'm one of those people, I don't want to see this thing get killed, yeah. but I'm also not going to turn into a vegan. No. I'm still going to eat all the meat. Yeah, I went to a meat processing plant last year and did the whole tour Wow. Um, we started at the very end where they box the stuff right to the right to very the front. beginning. And it was, you know, a lot of people said, oh, you're going to come out of there and not want to have beef again. And I was 
just came out later on that day and couldn't <laughs> wait to get a burger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that stuff doesn't... I mean, I'll feel sad for... I'm an animal person. Yeah. But, like, I'm still going to eat a... I'm, I'm going to eat a burger. Yeah. I'm going to eat a... I'm going to eat a good burger. Speaking of burgers... Have you had a Slater's 50-50 burger? I don't know if it's a regional thing to Southern California. I don't know if it's national. No, I think it must be well, California thing. They have a bunch of different burgers, but their signature burger, the 50-50 burger, is 50% pork and 50% beef patty okay. put together. And everyone raves about it, and I had it, and I thought it was gross. <laughs> I could do a pork patty, yeah. or I could do a beef patty, but for some reason when you mix those two, I just it did not no. do anything good for me. I, I don't mind the mixture. I I like pork straight up as well. Like, yeah. But I find when I do a pork patty, I'll put some different flavors in there because I find it takes the flavors really well. Like, I'll make an Asian-type burger, and I'll put, like, some soy sauce, hoisin sauce. Very nice. Some green onions in there, maybe a little shredded um, carrots and stuff. And I find that's really good. So the pork really accepts the flavor almost of anything that you put in it. Dude, people are going to get so hungry to this when they listen. I I hope if you're listening, you are eating... Or you're on your way to eat. Yes, and after every one of these, I feel like I want to eat. And I want to eat right now. One of the, <laughs> as soon as we're done, we're going to go get something to eat. One of these things that is coming up, and we talked about Canadian cuisine, donairs. What are those? Well, that's a, definitely a Canadian cuisine. It started in the East Coast, Canada. It's finally made its way in prominence out here, like where you can get... It's basically a spiced meat... And it's on a, just this big rack, and it just rolls around. And okay. Just and they shave off the beef as it's cooking. So oh, like a Brazilian steakhouse style. Almost, but right. yeah. So it's more of like a ground beef. Okay. So they shave off the beef, put it in pita. Um, let some people put lettuce in it. I think more traditional. I've so had this. Um, just tomato and onion. And right. It's a sweet sauce. We've always called it donair sauce, but coming out to Calgary, it's called sweet sauce. And because some people put hummus or tahini on it, but the sweet sauce is just so good. And donairs are that Canadian thing right now. Yeah. I've had those. It's like a Middle Eastern style. Yes, exactly. uh, You know, style dish. I love pita for the same reason I like tortillas. You know, (laughs) like just that bready. Warm, yes, we delicious comfort food. We go to the farmer's market, and there's a guy there that sells fresh pitas, and they're still warm when we buy them. So <sighs> sometimes good. we'll just go to the car and we'll just have pita, yeah, because you don't need anything with it. So it can be great moist on its own, and it's just so good and fresh and still warm. And yeah, you can do that with uh, uh, there's so if. Uh, Mexican restaurants in San Diego, the taco shops, you know, some are more Americanized and some are a little more authentic. Some of the more authentic ones, they'll sell you soup. Like you can get an albondiga soup, which is meatball soup, or um, menudo, which is like stomach lining and stuff. It's all good soups for a cold day, for the rare cold days that we have in San Diego or if you're under the weather. But they serve it to you with like just plain flour tortillas. Nice. They... You just kind of nibble on as you eat the soup. You're pretty much eating it by itself. That's and that's how it's meant, and it's delicious. That sounds good. Yeah, it just... Oh. I find when I have a cold, I go to pho. Um, yeah, yeah, a good soup. Yeah, and I load the sriracha in it. Yeah. 
gets everything going. Yeah, gets your face moving. Yeah. And it cleans you out. It does. Yeah. And it's so delicious. And you can't go wrong with a big bowl of pho. No, I love it. Yeah. I love, uh, more than the Vietnamese, I'm a huge fan of Thai food. Yeah. Thai, all the curries. Uh, I love Penang curry. I love their uh, Tom Kha soup, the coconut milk soup. Oh, hey, yeah. My God. I could eat that every day if that was good. <laughs> if that was good for me, you know. Yeah, there's so many different ethnic foods that I didn't have growing up. And, right. Um, that I enjoy so much now, whether it's East Indian food or any Asian food. is so good. I got to get into the African cuisine. We have a couple, like, African restaurants in San Diego that I've yet to go to. At the farmer's market, sometimes they'll have some some kind of little dishes yeah. from uh, East African food and whatever. And I, I haven't, uh, I haven't, I think I've tried it and I liked it, but I haven't like sat down and had a full, you know, a full meal of it. I had an Ethiopian restaurant. Yeah, we used, we used to have one. What's, uh, what's, what's their cuisine like? Um, it was good. It was, um, it was sort of like East Indian where you had this bread and it wasn't as hearty as pita. Okay. Or not nan bread. Yeah. It was more like a spongy pancake almost. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. So, nice. yeah, just like I'm all into my favorite thing when I travel is to find out the local cuisine and eat it. Like my in different cities, I have favorite things. So, like my favorite salmon yeah. is in Boise, Idaho. I'm going there in a month, and the guy who owns the comedy club, him and his wife, they're 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 cooks, they're chefs, and so they own the restaurant next door. So they're more into that business than they are, you know, they don't know that much about comedy. They've been learning as they've gone, but they have a great restaurant with a, with a delicious, delicious salmon. They serve it blackened, which I like, but I actually like it without, because you can really taste the fish, and it's so warm and... Mm. Yeah, fresh seafood on the coast. Is so yeah, so good. I East love seafood. Coast, so. Yeah. I once, uh, this will hurt your feelings, I, uh, I bought a swordfish. And uh, swordfish, you're not just sear. Yeah. You know, you don't want to... And I cooked it, I overcooked it, and it turned into the consistency of an eraser. Yeah. And I still ate the whole thing, but I'm like, boy, did I fuck this thing up. Yeah. Yeah. I've cooked a lot of scallops, and... I bet I'm sure I could mess up. I, I've always... When I've cooked them in restaurants, I prepare them the exact way they should be. Like, a little bit... Just a little bit underdone. And just right. Just so they're nice and... Soft. Soft. And, yeah. But when I cook them at home for myself, it's one of my guilty things that... Oh, you like it a little overcooked? I like it overcooked. Okay. Same as a lot of stuff that I like. like I'll cook pasta al dente in the restaurant when I cooked it. But when I cook it at home, I like it well done. Like I like okay. it really soft, almost like for an old person. Just, Interesting. Yeah, so... That's kind of how I like... ruining it, but... Yeah, but it's not. But that's how you like it. That's exactly. not wrong. And that's how I feel about food. I use how do you do a steak? How do you personally enjoy a steak? I personally like it medium rare. Okay, that's yeah. me. That's pretty common. Yeah. And yeah. I was talking to my next door neighbor. He's an older gentleman. When I see him outside barbecuing, of course I have to ask him what he's barbecuing. And yeah. One day he was cooking steak, and I asked him how he liked the steak done. And I, I was really expecting medium well or well done, because I find that some of those older people like it that way. And, they like it that way. And he said, no, I like a blue rare. And wow. I, and it took me back. I was very shocked. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there's a place in San Diego called the Riviera, the Riviera Club. And it's one of those places where you buy the food there. It's a restaurant, but 
you cook the steak yourself. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they have a big grill in the middle, and uh, they give you all the sides pre-made, but you, you cook the steak yourself. And every time I've gone there, I've been so hungry that I've eaten the rarest steak known to man because I ended up just searing it. Yeah. Because they give you a really thick cut, so it's going to take some time to even get to medium rare. Oh, okay. Never gets there. I end up pretty <laughs> much searing the steak and then just crunching it. The steak's delicious. They put a really nice uh, seasoning, good rub on there. And then um, their sides are amazing. They got uh, baked beans and bacon. Okay, yeah. That's one of their... And their mashed potatoes is really good. But those two are my favorite side dishes there. Yeah, it reminds me of a place we go to in Banff. Um, yeah. About an hour outside of Calgary here, and it's in the mountains. So just an awesome place, and it's a grizzly house. and um, It's a fondue place, but we usually get to Hot Rock. Yeah. And... They just bring you out just a hot rock, you cook your food on there. And I, get, I usually get the exotic platter and it has different things on there like elk and moose. And Do they give you thin cuts yeah. so it cooks pretty fast yes. on the rock? Yeah, nice. it's not thick. It's not a huge rock either. It's, right. And, you know, had some rattlesnake on there. That was pretty interesting. Wow. See, I've never had venison. Yeah. I've never had elk or deer or rattlesnake. What chicken? Tastes like chicken I've heard. Yeah, basically. Chickeny. Yeah, yeah. And like they had the frog legs on there. I'm not a huge fan of them, but Frog legs to I only had frog legs once and to me it tasted like a really good chicken. Yeah, and I've had them a handful of times. Yeah. I guess I want more meat. Right. Than just oh it's the, very small. Yes. Yeah, it's very small. But the taste of it was like a really good chicken. Exactly. Yeah. And it was they're I'm not complaining about them except they're small. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you get these frogs bigger. Yeah. What the hell's going on with them? It's, it's almost like when you go to some chicken wing places and you get really, really small chicken wings that yeah. they're just taking off. Like little chicks. Yeah. And, and you know, like, get like big chicken wings at some places. Yeah, I know chickens come bigger than this. Make yes. that happen. Yes. Exactly. Are you a chicken wing fan? I like chicken wings. Um, I I don't like Buffalo Wild Wings, though. No. Buffalo Wild Wings is the big chain. Yeah. And they don't do it for me. No. I like more, like... I don't like chain places, really. I I, th- I like more mom-and-pop places. But, yeah, I enjoy a good chicken wing. Yeah. There's a place where I grew up, San Marcos, which is a suburb of San Diego. There's a place called Churchill's, and they make some delicious chicken wings. What's your go-to flavor? I try to get... Um, I usually try to get a mixture. Like, let's say they'll have three flavors. Let's say they have five. Yeah. I'll pick three. Okay. And I'll be like, let's let's do a good, you know, what's your hottest? Give me your hottest. Give me one in the middle. And then give me, like, a weird flavor. Yeah. That way I can... I really like variety. Yeah. And I find that there's some places I go to and they have 30 flavors of wings, but... They're not always good. No. 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 But usually I Stick try... Stick to those five flavors. Right, yeah. It's good. Yeah, because I believe Churchill's only has three. Yeah. And no more than five. Yeah. But they keep it pretty simple, and uh, their sauce is really good, and their fire ones are hot. They'll yeah. burn your ass off. Yeah. And uh, I like that. I like heat. Yeah. I really enjoy that. So. I've been adding a lot more heat to my meals lately. I'm just So have I. And I find stretchy is a really good heat. It's not... Overly hot. No. It has that flavor to go with the heat. Yeah, it ha- yeah. I don't want like uh, wasabi. Took me a long time to yeah. get into because I'm like this. At, when I first had it, I was like, this is just blow your shoes off heat with no flavor. Yes, and that's because I was putting too much. Okay. <laughs> you got to have just just a little bit right in the middle of the sushi roll, yeah. and then that it gives you a little pop, 
and then but it doesn't overpower the taste of the the roll that you're eating. Yeah, I I, I really enjoy wasabi just a small little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. I enjoy pickled ginger, but I'm not a huge sushi fan. Really, you're not a big sushi fan? No, I the nori. I don't like the nori. I guess it's, I like the rice. Which one's the nori? It's the green like coating on it, like. Oh, oh, the seaweed wrap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, I, I don't mind the seaweed wrap at all, but my favorite uh, is sashimi, where yeah. they just give you a raw cut of tuna yeah. or uh, or salmon. Salmon's yeah. the best. I had a good tuna one one time, and I enjoyed it. And then I had another one that was tuna as well from a different place, and I just did not enjoy it. And so it sort of turned me off. So you have to. I mean, I don't know where you ate it, but like. There's a lot of sushi places in San Diego, and the ones that have it are the better, sometimes a little pricier, yeah. but their sashimi is usually top-notch. Yeah. And um, because it's it can't come, fro- it has to be fresh. Yeah. Otherwise, it, like I've had it before where I'm like, ooh, this was frozen, like frozen solid, yeah. and you guys messed this up. Yeah. <laughs> this shouldn't be a sashimi. This should be a part of a roll that's really dressed up so we don't know how crappy this cut of fish is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a really good sashimi. I can crunch that all day. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's, that's pretty much for our time today. Yeah. That went quickly. and That was fun. How much time did we do there? We went like 33 minutes almost. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm starving now. Yeah. So, um, closing, anything you want to promote? I have I have a podcast. It's not about food, but sometimes I talk about food. I mainly it's like a weekly diary. I have one episode a week, and I tell you what happened in my day. The latest episode, I talk about turning a twenty dollars scooter rental into a five hundred dollar misadventure. Uh, the podcast is called This Week in Zoltan, and it's available on iTunes. Great, and thanks again. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. After the podcast, Zoltan and I went out for burgers to Nina's Kitchen. Great burgers there. Never disappointed. I had the Elvis stuffed burger, which had bananas and peanut butter. It was great. Um, And again, if you're listening on iTunes, make sure you give us five stars. And give us some feedback. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at The Mess Hall Pod. Thanks for listening.